All right, we had a great, fantastic Saturday yesterday for our deaf uh, ministry and other deaf ministries in the area. And Brother Barr comes every single year and appreciate him. And so we're going to have him preach for us tonight. He'll give us an update on how it went yesterday. But I appreciate the work he's doing. He'll let you know a little bit more about that. So let's give him a warm Pacific Baptist welcome. <laughs> well, God bless you. I'm going to have uh, Diane interpret for me during this first part here. And then I'll be preaching in voice and signs here in just a little bit. Thank you so much for uh, hosting the fantastic Saturday. We had a great day yesterday, and I want to give you a little bit of a report, uh, some of the people that were here and, uh, and some of the things that we, we did. Uh, we'll show some slides up on the screen here, and our, uh, our fantastic Saturday is a, a day for deaf ministries all over Southern California, and you'll see the, from the, just the looks at the slide, it was an exciting day. We had make it a fun day. One pastor, when he sat through Fantastic Saturday, he said, that's kind of like a vacation Bible school for adults, isn't it? And uh, it, yeah, I guess you could say that, but we, we focus on God's word and we focus on deaf ministry throughout the course of the day. And so we had people from all over. The next slide will show you uh, our theme, and that was what if and could God use me? What if I gave my life to God? What would God do? And we had people get up and give testimonies of what God has done over the years. Your pastor told us his story, and then some others uh, in the deaf ministry told us their stories, and some others from other ministries told us their stories a little bit, just in an interview-type setting. But it was good for people to see that God can use everyone. And God can use you here in this, this. If you're sitting here tonight under the sound of my voice, God could use you. And young people, you think, well, God couldn't use me. You would be shocked what God could do if you'll just surrender. Well, I won't pre preach yesterday, but that was what that was about. And uh, so the next slide will show you our group that was here yesterday. It was a good group of people, and you see people from all, all uh, ages, and it was, it was just fantastic. The next slide will show you our attendance and the numbers that we had yesterday. We had 82 people, and deaf, we had 49. And there were 17 churches here yesterday, and at the end of the day, we had seven, 10 decisions uh, for serving the Lord. That was just a great, great blessing to see. Of course, all of it's to help encourage people to get involved in ministry and to serve the Lord. Next, we'll see the, uh, our team, our mission team. Uh, we now are up to 34 missionaries. Yesterday morning when we started, we had 33 missionaries uh, on our mission team, and now we have 34. How did that happen so quickly? One of our missionaries got married. So uh, <laughs> a young man got married, found a, he's a hearing-impaired young man, as a deaf wife, he married one of, the, uh, one of our other missionaries' daughters, and they're just all about reaching deaf people for Christ, especially focusing on young people. Uh, he was here, J.T. Gorham, if you remember him a couple of years ago, he was here with us, and what a great blessing that is. Next, you'll see this. Uh, the, these are some of the things that we do in ministry. Uh, we are very, very busy. When we are not out on the road traveling and uh, helping in Fantastic Saturdays or teaching uh, American Sign Language Institutes, or doing deaf ministry awareness days, then we're at the home office, we're producing a newspaper, we're doing literature for the deaf, we're producing tracts for the deaf. We have, uh, we've produced in our ministry over the years, we've done over 2.5 million tracts have come through our presses. And we have just normal presses, we don't have a big printing machine, we have copy machines, but, uh, but praise the Lord, we've seen a lot of people saved through all of that. Our Deaf Bible Institute, and uh, just so very much we're all about deaf ministry, and, uh, and somebody's got to ring this bell, and that's what we do, and we praise the Lord for God using us in this ministry. 
Uh, Diane travels with me everywhere we go, uh, almost. Every once in a while I have to travel by myself, and every once in a while she has to travel by herself. But for the most part, we're together, and, uh, and we're just grateful, grateful to be serving the Lord. We've been doing this together since 1981 as a married couple, and 1984 as missionaries. And I learned sign language back in 1976. Yes, I was two years old. No, <laughs> I was a teenager when I learned signs. But we praise the Lord. You know, it's, it's great to be where God wants you in ministry. That's where you need to be. And we're going to talk about deaf ministry a little bit tonight in the sermon as well. I believe that's all of the slides. Is that it? That was every one of those. Okay. So uh, we're going to take our Bibles tonight and turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to have a word of prayer, and I'll pray in sign language and then begin uh, preaching in signs and voice. By the way, I'll say this while you're turning to that passage of Scripture. Deaf people cannot look down at their Bible and listen to the message at the same time. So we put the verses on the screen, and then if you've never seen anybody preach in voice and sign language at the same time, the voice, the English level is going to drop dramatically. I'm going to say some weird statements sometimes. Just ignore that, okay? It, we're thinking in two languages at the same time. And for the deaf people, it's much better to use an interpreter, but when you, when you speak in voice and signs at the same time, then the sign language level drops as well. And so you'll see that happen. It's a good experience, and it's good to be aware of what all is going on in the deaf ministry. All right, let's pray. Diane, I'll sign for the prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the time that we are together here tonight. Lord, we're grateful that, that you have given your grace to us. We here are very blessed people. We have your grace. We have salvation. And we have seen so many people before us. And now we're involved. And we pray that you'll bless in the preaching of your word tonight. I pray that you'll guide my signs, that you'll guide my voice. I pray that the signs and voice will come together. And Lord, that your word would be blessed as we look at you tonight. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. This morning in Sunday school class, we were in this lesson, actually a lesson of Hebrews chapter 12. And we really just explained, I think it was just one verse this morning, just one verse and we did word, explain, word, explain, word, explain, word, explain. And you have to go slow and explain. You know, I find out that many hearing people uh, are thankful for ex explanations of words in the Bible as well. Uh, we had one word this morning, somebody said tonight, the word compassed. You'll see it in chapter 12 and verse, uh, chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, wherefore, we, seeing we are also compassed about. And I asked the question, okay, what does that mean? What's that sign, that word mean, compass? And people said, compassion, compassion. And it's like, okay, it's spelled almost the same, but realize deaf people have never heard that word. And so I said, oh, you know, like in math, you take a compass and you go around like that, and they go, oh, compassed about. And the Bible says, wherefore, well, let's start right there, wherefore? In chapter 11, the Bible explains all of the people, many of the people, we call the Hall of Faith. It's like a museum of people that have served God. And there are names there, Abraham. Uh, there's, there's names there, uh, Enoch. 
There's, there are names there uh, also of Moses. In verse 23, it says of chapter 11, verse 23, I don't have this on the screen. You'll just have to watch, okay? It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Moses didn't even do that. The faith was of the parents. By the way, let me say this. Parents, if God, if God calls your children to become missionaries or to serve God, don't hold them back. Let them serve God. This Moses is only in the hall of faith because of his mom and dad. Allowing him to be used of God. Protecting him to be used by God. We find that, uh, it, we find other names. We find Gideon. We find the name Barak. We find the name Samson and so many other names. Deaf people hate it when you start spelling names. The interpreters hate it when you start spelling names. You know, it's like all of these names. And it's hard because deaf people have never heard those names. They've only seen them in the Bible. And you've heard them, so they kind of stick up here in your brain, maybe a little bit. But for deaf people, it's like I see the letters and that's all. But every name that's in this book, in chapter 11, every name, there's history. Every name, there's faith. Every name is a person that served God. Oh, that we would serve God. And it starts in chapter 12, and it says, Wherefore, we are also compassed about. We're compassed about. We see so many Eyewitnesses. No, I'm not reading a different version. I'm preaching in two languages, okay? Eyewitnesses. A great cloud. So many people that have lived before us. It's very easy for us to get very myopic. This morning we explained about tunnel vision, about Usher syndrome. It's a, it's a condition that deaf people sometimes have. They have white little tuft of hair right here, and their eyes over the years, their eyes kind of go like this, and they can't see off to the side. Uh, I've seen some, some drivers that can't see off to the side before, <laughs> but, it's, but it's dangerous, you know? And they get like this, and, they, and, they, they can, and sometimes you and I get very tunnel vision. We see just right here, right here in front of us. We forget about the big picture of all that God is doing. This, this spring program, progr the, the activity that you're doing right now, the, the time when you're inviting people and, and people came here this morning because of last week of Easter and now people are coming back and wow, that's exciting. That's permanent. You're influencing people for Jesus Christ. We see some faces here, deaf faces, that I haven't met you before. Have I met you before? No, I think, oh, maybe two years ago. Okay, yeah, okay. And, and you say, have I met you guys before? No, no, okay. New faces. That's good. It's good to have new faces in church. Keep in mind that God is using us to influence the people around us. There's one deaf lady here in the ministry, I'm sure several, but this morning, I heard the story. One of the deaf ladies is inviting, 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 inviting. She invited a hearing friend that came to the deaf class. Here we're doing this, and he's going, oh, you know. That's fine. He's coming to church. 
and it's an influence. And deaf people can serve God. Amen? Amen. All right, now, okay, let me teach you amen, all right? So amen is this way, but amen, you can see the amen like that, okay? Y'all, just the deaf, just the deaf, say amen. All right, so you can see that, all right? So all of y'all, if you want to say amen with your voice, it's okay, I'm a hearing person. So you can say amen, but go amen like that, all right? So practice, amen. Okay, that's good, yeah. And the deaf can see you saying amen that way. I don't know what's going to happen next week, Pastor, but anyway, I'm, I probably messed up your church. I don't know. Okay, so, so, so he says, it says there that we, we, are, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Then it says this, let us lay aside every weight, every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. I thought about having, we have a, a dad here that has two kids, boys, in the, in the room here, I think we'll do this, okay? A dad has two, no, here, the, your boys are here. Your two boys are here. Your two, I mean, little boys, they need to be little boys, okay? You have, okay, yeah, okay, good, good, good. Okay, and the littlest one, get the two littlest ones. Okay, can the littlest, two, two of them, just two, just, just two small ones. Yeah, come on right up here, come right up here. All right, good, good, okay? Uh, yeah, you too, yeah, yeah, you too, okay, now. All right, so now, when y'all were really little kids, you would sit down on your dad's feet, Probably did that. Did you ever do that? We're going to practice. We're going to do that. I'm going to teach you something new, okay? All right. So, so dad's going to stand there. He's going to separate his feet like this, okay? And he's going to, going to face that way, all right? I'm not out straight. Face that way. There you go. Good. Okay, now, what if you get on one? Just sit on his foot. Just kind of just grab, grab around his foot and sit on There you go. Good. Now, you get on the other foot. You get on the other foot, all right? Good. Good. All right? All right. I know. This is so silly. All right. So, now, now we're going to race. I had to do, how old, how old are you? 34. 34. He's going to beat me easy, all right? So, because I'm, I'm, old, I'm older, okay? So he's going to easily, easily beat me, okay? We're going to just race over there. Ready, set, go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you very much, all right? <laughs> thank you, guys, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way deaf people applaud, too. So, but you see that the problem is sometimes we try to run our Christian race. We try to live, but we're pulled down. This morning we say, pulled down. And we're pulled down with all of these things that are around us. And we forget the big picture where we need to let go of those things and look at what God is doing. Sometimes it takes a sacrifice. Sometimes you have to let go of something that is valuable to you. Sometimes you have to let go of a habit or let go of a way of thinking or let go of a sin that is easily besetting you. That's like, a, like somebody to put a rope around your neck and they're pulling it down. You can't run that way. It says, and let us, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, I'm a missionary to the deaf, and I always preach about deaf people, and that's kind of an introduction to some of these ideas. We, if we are going to reach people with the gospel, people that are different than us, we have to think differently than the world that's around us. We can't be stuck in the way that they give us with their, that's a sign for video, 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 okay? And we'll watch the video, and we change our mind to think that way. 
We see the billboards. At first you go, nah, 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 and then later, mm, 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 and you get pulled into that thing. We hear the people that are talking on the TV or on the news, and we, we see the advertisements. You can't get away from advertisements. They're everywhere. You go to answer your phone. Oh, it's an advertisement, okay? And uh, the people are trying to contact you, and we get in the mentality of, let's get rid of, let's get rid of, let's get rid of. Okay? And people come, and we're thinking, get rid of them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're supposed to be reaching them. And it's very easy to get involved in this mindset, the way of thinking of the world, and get pulled into that. And really, before you know it, we become just like them. Oh, we're Christian. We come to church, but we become just like them. Let me show you some ideas about deaf people. In Mark chapter 7, in verse 32, the Bible says this, And they, people, people, bring unto Jesus one person that was deaf. Okay? The people said, ooh, Jesus can help a deaf person. Here's a deaf person. Jesus can help him. So, so the people decided it was important that they would bring this deaf person to Jesus. Now, deaf, okay? Before, has a hearing person told you, come, 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 come? And you're like, I don't believe you. Has that happened to you before? Okay. Many hearing people have tried to take advantage of the deaf. Yeah. And sometimes a hearing, like a, a car salesman. I have heard it. I, one of my friends bought a car, deaf. He bought a car from a hearing person that said, oh, he's deaf. He won't hear the engine. <laughs> people have taken advantage of deaf over many years. This guy bought this car. And it sounded like, what? What did you buy? It's like, he says, good car. Like, you believe him? Well, you know. And it's, it's very easy. Many people have taken advantage of the deaf. Sometimes people learn sign language only because they want the deaf to come to church. That's all. But realize, I have a, 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 one of my mentors, Ted Camp, he says, it's easy to save their souls but it's hard to save their lives. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you can witness and a person gets saved and they don't change. It's hard to change their lives. True salvation will change a person from the inside out. Change a person. And how wonderful that is. Last year at Fantastic Saturday, Deaf Lady came and we, we showed a video for, for the gospel. And uh, Lucy... She came here, Lucy, and, and she's here still. Now, she, had, she, had, she couldn't come because of health. She said, I've got to rest. I've got a bad heart. So she couldn't come tonight, but she's been coming. And she's, she needs some help, okay? And people are influencing her, and that's fine. It's good. Why? Helping her. Change. She's the person that's bringing her friends. Wow. And so... They brought, these, these people, they brought one deaf person, they brought him to Jesus. Maybe the deaf person said, well, what, 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 you know, let go of me. And, but this, these hearing people, they said, we're going to, we, and maybe they had to pull him. Ah, okay. What, and they brought him to Jesus and they asked Jesus to put his hand on him. That day, the deaf man was able to hear. He was able to understand language 
and he was able to speak plain because somebody cared. Somebody was concerned. If we look in the book of Leviticus, and don't turn there, I've got it on the screen, you can just write it down, or if you have time, you can, you can, you can turn to it. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 14. The Bible says there, thou shalt not curse, sign, curse, curse, okay? This is curse like in a curse word. There's curse, there's curse, um, and, and there's, there's different ways of saying it, but, but it says, thou shalt not curse the death. Now, I don't know people that, that use bad words against deaf people, but curse or curse the deaf means, I'll put it up on the screen here, to put down. It means to ignore them. It means to, to, to overlook them, to shun them. It means to think nothing about them. That's a, that's a deaf uh, idiom, to think nothing. It's like, pfft, they're nothing, they're nothing. Do you know that many hearing people, many churches think nothing about the deaf? Oh, they're deaf, okay. Let's get an interpreter. Interpret, we have a deaf ministry. Deaf ministry is much more than just an interpreter. It's hours of preparation ahead of time. It's cooking the food, isn't it? <laughs> it's getting things ready. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Lupita, she made all the food, her and, and you. Did you help? You were helping also? Wow. And that's wonderful. And, and it's hours and hours and time to teach them. And they come over to your house and you explain, explain, explain. And time to, to help deaf people understand because you have parents that taught you. Most parents of deaf people don't know sign language. Did you know that in the world, in the world, next slide, for, for, the, for the, the World Federation of the Deaf says that in the world, in the world, 80%, 80% of deaf people have no access to education. Now, how is a person going to get saved if they don't know sign language? How is a deaf person going to get saved if they don't know how to read the Bible? How is a deaf person going to get saved if no person is concerned for them? Praise the Lord, uh, Silent Word Ministries now has missionaries in other countries. We've got uh, two families, two, two, uh, one family and one single lady in Liberia, Liberia, Africa, working with the deaf and the handicapped there. We have uh, two families and one more, one more person, when they get their full support, they're going to be going. Uh, they're at 86% of support right now. If you want to help, that'd be great. But, but they, they're, they're, she's going and she's, they're reaching deaf people there in Africa, in Liberia. The school, the school there in Africa, when the first missionary from Silent Word Ministries got there, the schoolroom was about, well, it's a little bit bigger than this rug. There was a wall with a, with, a, with a blackboard on it. There was a bench. The main teacher had graduated from high school, that's all. And the other two assistant teachers had not graduated from high school. They were teaching. They had no books. They had chalk and that board. That was all. The one that, died, that, that um, graduated from high school, he passed away. 
Now there are those two teachers. Can you imagine trying to learn the reason for that school now? It's associated with the church, and now uh, some of our missionaries are going to be working there to help. And the reason is to influence those deaf people so they can get saved. So they can go out and reach other deaf people all over Liberia and in other countries nearby. We have some missionaries in, um, or in Romania. Rome, that's the sign for Romania. And, and the, uh, the one couple that just recently went there, they're going to be establishing a deaf church over there. And hopefully in the future, uh, a deaf college and a training center so that they can teach deaf people all over Europe. Most deaf people in the world, outside of the major cities, in the countryside, have no education. They become slaves for work or for other things. In Acts chapter 8, in verse 31, the Bible says this. It's a story of the, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch. And the Bible says, and he said, how can I except some man should guide me? Okay, the verse before that, Philip is asking, do you understand what you're reading? And this man from Ethiopia, he says, I'm reading it, I see the words, but who's going to explain it to me? Do you know that in, in, in deaf ministry, what we do is we take the word of God and we explain the words. We explain what it means. We tell people what we're talking about. On the back table back here, I have a flip chart. Of, it's, it's a blue, blue flip chart, and it says, you can go to heaven. And it has the Romans road in it, but it's at the very end. Because at the beginning, we explain God, we explain um, uh, the, uh, the Bible, we explain uh, Satan, we explain uh, uh, sin, we explain all these different things, and when we're done, then we can now explain salvation. Why? Because many people have no idea about all these things. You say God today, people think lowercase g-o-d. If you say uppercase God, and they're thinking lowercase g-o-d, and people think strange things about God, and we have to explain that's our job. That's what we do. We go into all the world with this gospel. And he said, how can I understand? Somebody has to explain or guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up. And Philip preached unto him Jesus. And he got saved. He got baptized. And then God took Philip, other place. And Philip was like, whoa, that was interesting. And ministry is very interesting. The Bible says in in, uh, in Matthew chapter 28, if you'll look verses 19 and 20, it says there, it says there, go ye therefore and teach all nations. I didn't put the reference up there, did I? Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20 says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. What we do is we teach them. We have to explain to them what we're talking about. We give it to them so that they can understand what we mean by those words. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. When we reach people with the gospel, we have, well, really these three things. Well, first of all, we teach them. 
We help them get saved. It uses the word baptized there, but it infers the idea of accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior and then getting baptized. And then the third thing, teaching. Um, two men. Um, let's see. Let me get some here for a minute. Okay. Could you, could you come up? Um, yeah, yeah. Come up, come up here and, and let me see. Um, what other deaf man who I need? Um, who could help? Uh, yeah, could you yeah, come right on up here, okay? And then... Um, would you help me, Todd? Yeah, would you help me? Yeah, he's a visitor tonight, That's, but I know him, and it's all right, okay? So, um, let's, you come over here, and you're over here, all right? Now, let's, let's say, for example, okay, um, he is not saved. Let me move up so you can see, okay, see better, okay? He, he is not saved, all right? Are you saved, finished, really? Yeah, okay, okay, so, so but this is for example, okay, he's not saved, all right, so, so drama, you're not saved, okay? Whatever, okay, all right, okay. All right, you see people like that, you know. So, and he is saved, all right? You say finished, really? Okay, all right, okay, good. Okay, so now, so he is saved, he is not saved, okay? Really, what is his need? Tell me. Salvation. He needs Jesus Christ. Somebody has to go to him and explain to him, Jesus died on the cross for you. Okay, wait, let me, okay, okay. God in heaven, his son, Jesus, came down this earth. You know that? Okay. This, and we're going to really abbreviate this, all right? Okay. But, but you, you have sin, S-I-N. Sin. That means God is up here and you are down here. And you can't get up here. Okay? So all people have sin. And then uh, God, uh, but well, where does sin go? You think sin and bad into heaven can? No. Okay? You're stuck. You know where go? Hell. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on you in a minute, okay? So, <laughs> all right. So sad. You're going to go to hell, okay? but I don't want you to. And God, his son, came down on the cross. Have you seen before a cross? Yeah, I've seen around here in the church and up across. What for? What for? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Jesus died on the cross, and your sin and bad was placed on him. Okay, and then you, if you say, ah, I accept that. Jesus, I accept what happens. Yeah, okay, so let's pray together. And, so, and then we lead him to Christ. Now, that was really abbreviated. That booklet back there takes me about 45 minutes to go through and explain it. So that was very abbreviated. Okay, so he gets saved. All right, wonderful. Now, he's already saved. Okay, his need, first of all, was to accept Jesus Christ and get saved. Okay. What's his need? Grow, okay? okay. He needs to learn. He needs to learn. So first, first I had to explain, explain the basics, Jesus, heaven, sin, hell, explain all that. Okay. His need was to get saved. But his need is different. He needs, somebody has to teach him to grow and to learn the Bible. Now, this morning in class, I was asking questions. He was getting back at the answers, so he was good, okay? He's, somebody's taught him over the years. But his need, somebody has to teach and teach and teach. When you first accept Jesus and got saved, did you know it all? <laughs> really awkward, he says, very awkward. I had to learn and, and 
from many, many mistakes. And over and over, and then now through all of that, yeah, better, better as a Christian. But no, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect Christian. Learning, yeah. So, and that's true. And so what happens is now he's saved. Now what's his need now? He's saved, finished. What's second? There you go. Got it. Okay, somebody said baptism. All right. All right, so, so you and I are going to go back over there. We're going to put you underwater, explain about what baptism is, like a ring. It, just, it doesn't save you. This doesn't help you mar- married, but you need a bath. He said your bath. Uh, it's not baptism, okay? You need to replace this guy up here. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, so, but he's saved. Second, he gets baptized. Now, what does he do? Come to church. You've got it listed out on the, on the you've got those lists out there of things to do. But he needs to grow. Somebody has to teach him. So now, he's over here. You go over here, okay? Now, somebody has to take the time and teach them. What happens often is, is, what happens, let's go back over here, okay? Go back over here, I'm sorry, okay? So, all right, what happens is, okay, say, finish, pre receive, okay, go, okay, wait, okay, okay, all right, see you later, bye. All right, I'm gonna teach you. You know what I'm saying? The responsibility is not to ignore him, he got saved. Somebody has said, oh, okay, we have Bible study over here at the church. You come, I'll teach you, okay? All right, so he comes over here to the church, all right? And then we sit him down and explain to you, and he knows a lot, but he had no much. Well, okay, not totally smart. Not to, he says, I'm not, um, what's that word? What's the English word for that? Um, I'm not a brainiac, okay? So, so, but he knows, the Bible, he knows. So somebody's going to teach. So sometimes he can help teach him. And then the teacher can teach both of them. And you can grow, and you can get excited, grow, and learn. You can copy him. All right, yeah, and that's what we—that's what we do. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I said, "Good boy." Okay. <laughs> I heard your voice, but I didn't understand. Thank you all. Y'all can have a seat. Thank you. All right. Wow. Yeah, this way. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay, craziness, craziness, craziness aside, we'll, get, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Let me show you a picture. Let me show you a picture. I was trying to remember this story, and I think I have all the, the details correct. The lady on the side over here, her name is Skeet. She lived in South Carolina. She's deaf. She would go to a church. She got saved a long time ago. She would go to a church, and she was, she was very faithful in church. She learned the Bible, and she was burdened for her friend, Joe. She'd known Joe for many, many years, and she was burdened for Joe. She witnessed to Joe. Joe came to some of our meetings in the past, but Joe did not accept Jesus Christ. Skeet passed away. She really wanted Joe to be saved. And the next meeting we had, the Fantastic Saturday, Joe, he came. And Joe said, and we were talking about Skeet because she was she, in the church there. She was famous. It was a small church, but she was, she, people knew her. All the people hearing deaf loved her. And we were talking about Skeet. You know that Joe came and he said, I want to see her again. I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. Amen. And Joe was like, whoa, 
he got saved himself. Why? Because the life and the witness of a person. Skeet did not see Joe be saved. She passed away. But her labor was not in vain. And he got saved. Psalm 142 says this. I looked on my right hand and beheld there was no man that would know me. <coughs> Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Skeet cared for her friend Joe. And she witnessed to him many times. She prayed for him. He was on the prayer list. Skeet passed away. But she cared for Joe. Other people cared for Joe. And Joe came and got saved. Now these are examples of deaf people. But my, my question is this. My question is this. Are we seriously, true business, focused? Do we really love deaf people? The people that are outside, the people that are different, the people that maybe you're handicapped, do we really want them to be saved also? Wow. Deaf people are normal people. They just have a different culture. They can't hear you. But they have the same needs as you and I have. And they need the same Savior that you and I have. And they need to learn the same book that you and I have. My question is this. Who cares for the deaf? You can put that in with other people. My people is the deaf. And I'm concerned that the deaf all in this area, they're going to die and they're going to go to hell. I have talked about deaf ministry right here in the Los, An Los Angeles, if I could call it that area, down in this area, I've talked all over the country. Nobody wants to come. It's going to have to be you guys. Somebody's got to be concerned for the deaf. Would you stand with me, please? Diane, would you interpret? Tonight, different service. I realize that. And the preaching is a little unusual. <laughs> Hopefully, it was something interesting, but Way beyond interesting, the need really is for somebody to say, you know what, God has been working in my heart. And it may be the deaf that God's calling you to. If God's calling you to the deaf ministry, why don't you just come down tonight and just say, Lord, I don't know what I don't know, but, but teach me. And come and surrender and say, yes, God wants me in this ministry. Maybe God's calling you in a different way. Maybe God's calling you as a missionary to a foreign country. Maybe there's a young person here today that would say, God wants me to do something, but I don't know what it is. But I am willing and ready, and I surrender myself to him tonight. Whatever God's been working in your heart, why don't you just give it, give it to him tonight? Why don't you just come? Right now, just come. Make your way to the front. Do what God would have you to do. Father, please pray you bless this invitation. Lord, touch our hearts. Lord, there's people, the deaf people especially, that nobody cares for. So many just ignore or put aside, don't think anything about. 
Lord, the needs are great. Pray that you'll call some people into deaf ministry. Lord, there's some people here tonight that you've been working in their heart for some area of service. Tonight needs to be the night. And they've been saying, no, no, no. And essentially they're saying, I don't care. Lord, help people to say tonight, yes, I care. And yes, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. We pray that you'll bless these decisions in Jesus' name.